0: For the day I met you Life is so Unkind and you're the key to My peace of mind Cause you make Me feel Y'all yeah, know that song, sing it You make me Feel You make me Feel like a Natural woman Woman Yes, come through, choir, come through. Welcome back, and I am glad to be back. So listen, don't forget to press that follow button so that every single time I do a podcast, you can and will be notified. Yes, honey. So let me get into it. I'm going to try to keep this one to a half an hour. So this is Venus in opposition to Pluto. Pluto. Especially if you have your Pluto in Libra. Your natal Pluto is in Libra. Venus in opposition to Pluto. This aspect talks about fear of love. Pluto symbolizing fear and powerlessness, Venus symbolizing love, sex, romance. To fear, fear of commitment, fear of, of being powerless. So thinking about the guy whom I recently met and the, the text that he sent me, where he said that he is not ready for marriage right now. And cannot give me marriage in the future. Respect. I give much respect to the honesty. And then, you know, my intuition kicked in and said, remember when you had a fear of love? And I said, ooh, now I have to be a little more lenient towards him because... I know he's gonna come back around and I wasn't going to be easy on him at all, at all. So let me give you my testimony. And what I also wanna do is give you, the singles, a bit of advice. When I was in my mid to late 20s, I met this guy, average looking guy. It was a beautiful, 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 still am beautiful, (laughs) young woman. And my intuition told me that he wanted marriage. He was very, very interested in me, knowing that I was a single mother of one. And he never had to tell me with his words that he wanted a wife. And when my intuition told me that, it scared the shit out of me. And I ran. I ran. I never saw that man again. Fast forward a couple of years, I met an Italian man, completely smitten by me. Very accepting of me being a single mother. He owned his own construction company and I fumbled the bag because he wanted to be married and I knew it. And the thought of someone loving me scared the shit out of me. And I ran. Fast forward, I was watching something and I prayed and I asked God for love. And he said to me, if I gave you True love, it would scare the crap out of you. And I was taken aback by that. The next thing I knew, God brought me through a healing process. I felt that pull in my inner man, in my heart, to go through the healing process. And my old habit patterns were fighting tooth and nail to stay. It was me in all of my hurt and in all of my anger fighting against my own spirit. I was fighting against myself. I had a fear of the unknown. So I took the steps towards normalcy slowly. And I remember being up one night and I heard the voice of God say to me, all right, it's time for this healing. I'm going to bring you a memory. Are you ready? And I just laid there and then boom, it hit me. Broke me down, that memory. Broke me all the way down. I continued on my, my healing walk with God. And I was so frustrated. And nobody wanted to hear what I had to say. And I lost friends because they thought I was crazy. They knew I was angry. And they didn't care. I didn't know what the hell to do. I continued on my walk, and I think it was YouTube where I first learned about journaling. So I thought, okay, I'm going to get a a notebook, and I'm just going to journal. So I started off with a one-subject notebook, and I was like, all right, I got a lot to say. So then I got a five-subject notebook. I just journaled. All of my anger, all of my frustration, all of my hurt, I wrote it out, and I felt better, but it wasn't enough. So I went back to God, and I sat, and I was crying in all of my brokenness. And this time, it was Jesus who came to me, and he sat with me, and he said to me, All of what you went through, you did not deserve it. But I never got the reason as to why did I experience the things that I experienced. I continued on my walk of healing. And I learned that some of my hurt and anger came from rejection. I would get mad at people for not inviting me to things. I would get mad at people for not including me in anything. And I would go on a complete temper tantrum. And I would get revenge on people. And people would stop speaking to me. And I didn't care. And then it dawned on me that I was looking for acceptance. And then God brought me to the realization that the reason why I was looking for acceptance is because I never got it in the home as a child. The reason why I felt like I was rejected was because I was never accepted at home. I never saw love in the home. My mother was single for 20 years or so, never saw her express love to anyone, not her kids, not the neighbors, not her family members, not even pets. I thought she, something was wrong with her and that she had some type of uh, chemical problem that she didn't have the emotion of love. And so because I never saw love, I never felt love, I was never accepted in the home. I couldn't accept love from a man. And that's why I had a fear of love. I knew it was love. I knew it was true. I knew it was genuine. But it scared me because i never had it before. And it wasn't that I did not love myself. It was that I was too traumatized with a lot of different things. Even my godmother rejected me. Remember going to her house? Her son did like, 15 years in jail or something like that. Then he got out of jail, reunited with me, and he brought me to his mom. And I said hi to her and everything like that. I hadn't seen her since Magic Moves Barbie had came out. And if you don't know what that is, go on YouTube and put in the search bar, Magic Moves Barbie. And after I got done talking to her, saying hello to her and everything, I sat in the living room, was waiting for my godbrother so we could go back outside. And I heard her say to her son, don't leave that girl in my house. Don't leave that girl in my house. Rejection. And I was wondering if I did something to her, why would she call me that girl? You are the godmother of your best friend's children, and you refer to me as that girl? For whatever reason you had, you didn't keep up with your godchildren, but you refer to me as that girl? When I got older, I told my mother I heard her say that, and my mother didn't believe me. I said yes. She did. I heard her. Can't tell me what I heard. Fucking tell no lies on me. I didn't. I'm not lying. Don't tell me I'm lying. Don't call me no freaking liar. I'm telling you, that's what I heard. It didn't dawn on me that their friendship had ended. I don't know when it ended. I don't know why it ended. I just know that it did. So then. I started to want better for myself when it came to dating, for all of my healing. so I started looking into different men. I thought maybe looking around and I see what I have access to, this isn't good. Clearly this isn't good. Let me branch out. So I started traveling to different cities, meeting different people getting into different cultures, different foods, different languages. And I saw that all men were the same. Didn't matter what city they lived in or what culture they were. They were all the same. Were the men that I wanted to date where they were, they could be anywhere. But what it was, was that they needed to have grown up in a two-parent household. They were more balanced, and they were more responsible. They were more serious-minded. By the time I met someone like that, they were already married with children. And that was always my luck. They were always already (laughs) married with a child or two. There was a couple that I ran across. One, he was um, aviation. I think I'm getting it wrong. I know he told me something to do with watching, you know, the sky and making sure certain planes weren't, you know, just flying around. Homeland Security, that's what it was. Six-figure job. And he said to me, I wish that I would have met you before I met my wife. Melted my heart. And melted my heart because I knew I didn't have a chance. And I knew that he was going to stay right where he was at. Not that I wanted to break up a home because I never wanted that type of karma. never saw that man again. That happened to me two more times. If I would have met you before I met my wife, I would have married you instead. And then I finally met someone. And I went through all of my healing. I learned things about men. I learned things about myself. But I still didn't have a vision for marriage. That concept had never even entered my mind. Just love was what was on my mind. And... I was going around asking the women in their 50s for advice, and every single one of them, fuck men, they ain't shit, get your own money, have your own money, so you can do what you want to do, you don't have to stay, you can go because you got your own money, you can take care of your kids, fuck men, they ain't shit, meanwhile they're single. To one degree, they didn't lie, because when I looked around, there was a lot of bottom feeders. It were. I learned on my own not to date the bad boy, that the bad boy was good for one thing and one thing only. You don't catch feelings. You don't fall in love. You don't have kids by him. And throw the idea of marriage out the fucking window. Throw it out the window they don't make good husbands and fathers they don't, but when I look at it in hindsight, I say to myself, "Yeah, they was right to a degree, but they left out the other part that men have value that it's important for a father to be in the home with the child. the woman 's womb is important, it is very valuable to a man. The shape of your body because of we live in a society here in the United States where people are incredibly big on beauty and looks and you have to play the game of life if you want to get further than what you've thought of. Just to get ahead and get your head above water. And not everybody is lookers. But everybody can do something about their body, the shape of their body, and take care of their skin, and their hair and their nails, and their breath, and their teeth. They didn't tell me that masculine energy stops family members from doing certain things. That stops neighbors from doing certain things. If you you are a renter... And your landlord or your super is a male, you direct your, your husband to the super. They don't, he doesn't need to have a conversation with you. That stops him from trying to take advantage of the fact that you're a single woman. You don't have to be masculine and brute and forceful. When you have a man around, these older women left that part out. But at the same time, I didn't know to ask those types of questions. But they knew and they could have volunteered that information, but they were so busy hating on my youth and being jealous of my looks that they wanted to stop me, indirectly stop me, by not giving me the information that they knew I needed. At the same time, they didn't even give their own daughters that information. I didn't get that information from my mother, no auntie, no neighbor, no grandma, no, none of that. I had to figure it out on my own. So then I met a guy that I would have married. He ended up having a heart attack and died. Then I decided. I'm going to stay single for a little while. And then I got into church, which took a lot of my time. I actually lost my own individuality by being religious. The church is not the problem. God is not the problem. Prayer isn't fasting and all that. It's not the problem. That's not the problem. Religion is the problem. Religion stunts your growth religion stunts your spiritual gifts all of the information that you're not given is misleading and and it, it made me angry as hell so I left church even though I left church as a licensed and ordained reverend I left the church Baptized in the Holy Ghost. I left. I left. The church don't really tell you what it takes to be a married woman. They give you a bunch of Bible quotes to control you. Because they know that if the woman is taken from out of the church, there goes the money. And there are more women in the church than there are men. If women did not go to church, there wouldn't be a church. Women are the ones that's doing the tithes and the offerings and the building funds and the bake sales and and everything else that's going on. Take care of the pastor financially. That's your leader. That's your shepherd. It's women that's doing that. There's no men doing that. So if they told women the truth about what it takes to be a wife, you wouldn't be in a church. You wouldn't even be religious. You would just have your spiritual practice, your spiritual belief system, your God. You would have your God. And that's how it was before religion was indoctrinated into people from the beginning of time. They didn't have religion, they just went out in nature and felt, they felt the presence of God. There was no religion. Religion came in to separate people from their spirituality and for control purposes. Then you forward to the days of slavery, and they put a pastor in front of the black people to give black people something to relate to, an image to relate to, by holding up a, a picture of a European Jesus, and use that black pastor co- to control, to mind fuck those black people. Forgive, turn other cheek. That came from that damn Hitler. That story, that passage in the Bible, what is it, Acts 4 and 29? I could be wrong, church. I could be wrong. Where it said they brought all of their uh, books to the city and they burned it. X amount of books, which today will be worth, I think it's $1 million. You know what those books were? Astrology books. You know who added that? Verse to the Bible, Hitler, I'm not lying to you. I'm going to tell you what happened real quick. Hitler had a BFF and it was, okay, so Russia was taking over the whole European state. And they was doing some pretty gruesome things to everybody. And then Hitler came along. Right. And Hitler was like, stop doing this to my people. And Russia was sticking up their middle finger. Right. Forget the man's name, but he represents Russia and he was sticking up his middle finger, basically with his actions. And Hitler was like, I. So the BFF, they had a professional astrologer. And so the astrologer did the natal chart and said, Okay, we could go into Russia and kind of make peace with them. And so BFF was like, I'll go. And Hitler was like, all right, cool, go ahead. Well, BFF went into Russia. They kept him and killed him. Well, that broke Hitler's heart. And it made him mad at the same time, because you didn't kill my BFF. And what's going on with you, astrologer, that you missed the mark and got my BFF killed? Because you said we could go in there and that we could make peace with the the people to get them from to stop killing and starving millions of my people. So the astrologer was killed. Then he added that verse to the Bible. Uh, this is this is magic practicing and this goes against God and and bring all your books to the city and burn all the books if you get caught with it you're going to get hung that came from Hitler because he was angry with Russia and the astrologer right so Hitler was like alright y'all not going leave my people alone over there okay cool I'm going to go for your neck and that's why Hitler killed all the Jews. That's where you get that that genocide from. Okay? That's the truth. Okay? That is the truth. Hitler he did a get back. He was like, right, "I'm going to get revenge. Of y'all. You killed millions of my people, I'm going to kill millions of your people." Hitler people should look at Hitler. Let me rephrase it. People if they knew the truth of why Hitler did what he did not saying that it was right you they would understand it now if you look at what's happening well what's going on today between uh, Ukraine and Russia you're gonna see that history is repeating itself so you gotta ask your question yeah you have to ask yourself a question who's at the top who is at the top Let me, let me rephrase it. Who runs the world? What family runs the world? They don't give a fuck. Black, brown, white, Puerto Rican, Asian. They don't give a fuck. Everybody is the enemy. You heard me? We need to stick together. Because we all got a common enemy. That's the goal. You heard? I got real New York right there. You heard? Go on IMDB or BD. It's a free app. You see all kind of documentaries and shows and so forth and so on. Let me get the spelling. Europia. E as in Eddie. U as in unicorn. R as in ripe. O as in open. P as in pizza. A as an Apple, Europa, The Last Battle, created in 2017, and it is 12 and a half hours long. I don't expect you to watch that whole thing in one sitting. Look at the first two or three hours and then stop and then play that first two or three hours back again. You'll see. So anyhow, back to what I was originally saying, these older women they knew the value of a of a man and a husband, and they they chose not to say anything, and they didn't even teach it to their daughters. Some of those women are still alive to this day, and two of them are married. The rest of them are not they they stayed single. I don't know if it was by choice, though. Because I think once their children became adults, they could have still gotten married to a blue-collar man. I understood what it feels like to fear love. I remembered it. And so when I look at this guy's that I just met, the guy that I just met, I look at his natal chart and I see his Venus in opposition to Pluto, I understand. And I also understand that it stems from the home. And I know that he's gonna to have to go back to his childhood and take that walk with God. My best advice to overcoming fear of love, I want you to do three things. I want you to take your insurance and get you a therapist, you're gonna need it. Preferably a psychotherapist. I want you to begin to build your relationship with God. Get you a notebook so that you could journal. Pull out your iPad, whatever it is that you got to do. And journal about how you really feel. And, and talk about who made you feel that way. And think about why did they do it. Because oftentimes, people... Say things to us from a place of hurt themselves. Especially our parents that... Oh my gosh, what's that generation? Whatever, I can't remember. It's two generations. Not Generation Z. I love Generation Z. Baby boomers. Baby boomers, and it's another one before the baby boomers. Those two generations were very, very interesting, to say the least. And they really failed at parenting, the men and the women. They really failed at parenting. They really did. I think, my God. And um, after you journal about it, I also want you to find yourself an astrologer. Find yourself an astrologer, preferably one that specializes in personal development. If you don't know where to go, I'm going to tell you two places. You go on Clubhouse and you go on Instagram. And I told y'all before, and I'll tell you again, vet these people. You have to watch them for a little while they're not going anywhere. It's their business, so they want the money. Watch them for a little while. Listen to them talk. If the person don't sit right with your spirit, go towards the next person. Go towards the next one. There's also another person that I want you to go to. You go on YouTube and you put in Black Snake Productions. And you're going to see an image of a black snake. And when you look on the profile, it's going to be about a book. But he also makes gree-gree's. I want you to go into his website. Click the link in his bio. It's a man. You're going to see a tall man with dreadlocks. Go uh click the link in his bio and let your 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 intuition lead you towards a gree-gree. Get yourself a gree-gree, Okay. I also want you to create a very small altar in your home. I don't care what you put on it, as long as you put the Bible up there too. If all you got is three things. Up there your Bible and some flowers. Good enough. <laughs> Good enough. Maybe a picture. Good enough. That's your little your little meditation area. Right there. And go towards your healing. Do not allow old habit patterns to cause you to fight against your own healing and your own spirit. Because you're ultimately fighting against yourself. And it's ultimately going to hurt you in the end. How? Because it's going to waste your time. It's going to waste your time. So go ahead and walk through your healing. There's going to be things that are unknown to you. But when you have your spiritual team with you, you really won't be alone. There's nothing to fear in the unknown. Because what's known is nothing but dysfunction, toxicity, anger, hurt, frustration, and pain. You can predict what's going to happen in dysfunction. That's not what you want. What you want is happiness, a peace of mind, stability. And that comes with the unknown. So when you think about the unknown, say to yourself, no, I won't be able to predict what's going to happen next but I'm going towards the unknown because I want happiness that's what you do when you want to pick a man for marriage he needs to be a man that's capable he needs to be someone who is stable And he needs to be someone who is willing to do what he needs to do for the betterment of the relationship. Attraction, physical attraction grows over time. Love grows over time. Give those things, those two things, time to grow. So you may meet someone whom you normally would not be physically attracted to. But if that man is capable, he produce, provides, and protects. That man loves you, and he will love you in that way to protect you physically, emotionally, and financially. You ought to give that man a chance. Don't worry about the sexual aspect of things because you can just open up your mouth and ask for what you want. Just ask. And don't be afraid to ask for what you want. Some people wait until they're angry to express how they feel, that is a dysfunctional way of communicating. You wait until you get into an argument with with your man. Oh, that's why your dick's small. You don't have a problem with a small penis. You've been there for over six months. The problem is that you don't have an orgasm. But the thing is, you wait until y'all get into a disagreement to want to tell him he got a small penis. What you just did was you emasculated him. And what happens when you emasculate a man is that they don't trust you with their heart. And if you don't have their heart, you're not going to get married. A man has to trust you in order to marry you. He has to love you and think highly of you at the same time. How he feels about you and how he thinks about, of you, what he thinks of you, excuse me, is two completely different things. If he loves you, but he don't think highly of you, he will not marry you. If he thinks highly of you, but he don't love you, he will not marry you. So what you want to do is not emasculate your man. If you know what it is that will take you to that place of orgasm, tell your man. I assure you he's going to do it. Attraction grows over time. Love grows over time. Don't say I'm not going to marry him because I don't love him. Are you nuts? His annual salary is 80,000 a year. He's producing, he's providing, he's protecting. He's covering you in that way. He's supportive of you. And you're not going to marry him because you don't love him. You're not in love. I'm going to slap your crown off the top of your head. Sis, don't be a fool. I'm going to tell you what older women never told me. And I don't even know you. I just know you're listening to this podcast. I just know someone is listening to this podcast. If you don't have any respect for that man, let him go. There's nothing he could do and nothing he could say that will cause you to respect him. Let the man go. Be with somebody that you can respect because when you can respect a man, it will be easier for you to cooperate. The word submit is not a curse word. You're not getting cussed out. Have gratitude in honoring aka submitting to a man that's worth respecting. You know why? Because he pays all the bills. Because he covers you in that way. He loves you enough to cover you in that way. So if he's covering you in that way and you respect him, what is the issue with submitting? It's not a cuss word. Throw that out of the window. Don't listen to anybody who say, you don't have to submit to your man. What, what, is, what is this? This ain't 1901. You don't have to do anything. You got your own money. Yes, you do have your own money, sis. And keep your money. Lord knows I am. Lord knows I am. But a man is valuable in a woman's life give you a few reasons why. The first reason is because it's not good to be alone. Another reason is because you want someone there to take care of you at your older age. Another reason is because you burn with sexual passion and it is good to have someone there to satisfy your needs someone that you know that you trust and respect hormones increase once you hit 38 39 years old and it's like a ball of passion burning within your body and it increases At 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47. You could be sleeping in good, good sleep. And you can feel your hormones in your sleep. That's passion. You could be in meditation and prayer. And all of a sudden, you see a, a penis just pop on in there. You're like, what? Where did that come from? That's passion. It's your hormones. Hormones are healthy. It regulates the blood circulatory system. It's good for your hair and for your nails. It's good for your skin. Your hormones are healthy to have. They're there for a reason. Don't suppress them. Do you know that if you suppress your hormones, that you can suppress your your supernatural gifts? I'm talking right and I'm telling you the truth. Just acknowledge that you have them and don't suppress them. Acknowledge them. That don't go around, that does not mean you go around thought scotching in the field of dicks. No. It means control your womb. I'm not telling you don't have sex at all, what I am saying is don't be promiscuous. If you do have sex, protect yourself. You don't want no disease, and you definitely don't want a pregnancy. If you don't see yourself marrying that man, don't have kids by him, don't. Your womb is very important, it is valuable. Another reason why men are important is because they come with a certain level of protection. Just his presence in itself comes with a level of protection. Another why a man is important is because you get to smell that those masculine, just that masculine energy. Do you like? You could just smell that. Just mmm. You just smell like a masculine man. Yes, Lord. It's good to keep you soft. The right man for you will keep you soft and feminine. It is good to have a husband. And he may not come packaged the way that you want him to. The way that you visualize things in your your mind. Let me tell you something about a story about this woman. This woman, beautiful chocolate sister. Oh, she nice and chocolatey. Just just beautiful. Just chocolatey, beautiful. And she dated and she went through a couple of heartbreaks, like two heartbreaks. I remember the last guy she dated, he cheated on her. So she stayed single for a little while. And then she decided uh, she was ready to date again. And she was in her 40s. And when she dated again, she got with a very unattractive man. And when I tell you he was very unattractive, he really was. She, for him, was a nine. He, for her, physically, was a five at best. And I'm being modest. That man had a really good paying job. Benefits, he wanted to marry her, he was capable, he was all these things. And when he proposed to her, she said yes. But she loved that man before he proposed to her. You could see the love and the happiness in her face, in her smile, in her energy. It just exuded off of her, just the happiness just exuded off of her. He was doing what he was supposed to do. She said yes, had a very small quaint wedding, bought a house and she said to her husband, listen, I want a pond in the back of the house. The husband did construction. And he built her a pond in the back of the house. Beautiful house, spiral staircase, Marble floors, beautiful house. He bought that for her. See, she initially wasn't physically attracted to him, but she knew that attraction grew over time and love grew over time. If I remember right, they dated for about two or three years before they had even got engaged. But once they got engaged, they got married real quick. And if I remember this part right, that wedding happened within six months. She took the ring that he gave her. Upon their anniversary, she upgraded her ring. That's what she did. Love and attraction will grow over time. Pick the man who is capable. And to be quite frank with y'all, a lot of them, they be having a little man meet going on. I ain't lying. Because my, my peoples, they be telling me. And I will be like, ah! girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's this lady that I follow on Clubhouse. She an all right-looking sister. You know, I like her. I like her. Is she a marriage coach? She is married. No kids. I think she's in her early 30s, like 32, something like that, 34, something like that. And she married a man a little bit older than her. Um, I think he's 10 years older than her. Um, He didn't have any children either. Um, And he retired her when they got married. And she stayed at home. She turned her hobby into a business and she stays at home. She's a retired housewife, literally a retired housewife. If he were to die, according to what she said, if it's true, she's a very wealthy woman, according to her, if it's true. I said to myself, she speaks so highly of him, it's like she's his business card. I said, I'm going to go on her Instagram and see what it is that she saw, and he was an unattractive man. And I said to myself, like, if it was me, I wouldn't have looked at him. He would have had to say something to me if it was me. Like, I wouldn't have never had noticed him. And then once I saw the true intentions of his heart, I would have given him a chance. Because I know the value in love and attraction growing over time. So someone said to her, uh, so when you married your husband, did you love your husband? She said, no. I did not love him when I married him. I loved my husband because he was able to provide for me. And he was smitten by me. That's why I married him. He was willing to do, he was willing to give me what I was looking for. That's why I married him. So the person said, how long after meeting him did y'all get married? She said 90 days. And everybody was gasping like, oh. Three months, that's so quick. And she said, I, you, she said, I never realized how long it takes people to make a decision until I came on Clubhouse. People take a really long time to make a decision. But I had already knew what I wanted. And I had did my work. So by the time my husband came along, he met me. And I was living out my purpose. I was at work when he met me. And she won't tell us if she had sex with them on their first date. She won't tell us. She won't She won't say that. <laughs> so the answer is, yes, yeah, she had sex with them on her first date. And she knew what she was doing. And she, she secured the ring in 90 days. If that 90 days was true. That would have been more reasonable if she would have said six months. I would have been like, all right, I could go for that. But 90 days? It's very rare, but it can happen. I'm not promoting you being promiscuous. I'm telling you to think logically and think practically. Do what makes sense. Okay? Now, it was my intention to keep this podcast to a half, a half an hour. It didn't work out that way because I oftentimes go down rabbit holes. <laughs> but I do um, appreciate that you stick stick this out with me and Listen to my many, many stories that I have to tell. Um, I do encourage you guys to take a look at your sinistry chart. Um, if you know how to create a tri-wheel, that would be good to do as well. Because you should know who it is that you're getting yourself involved with. And though... The natal chart will give you some imperative information. You still have to go through the experience to see how that plays out for you. Now, in my blog, I do give certain aspects um, for a synastry chart that would indicate to you that you and the other person is a soulmate. With all that being said, I do encourage people to go into my website and get synistry natal chart it is digital is it a, is it a printout? um you can download it highlight it print it whatever you want to do with it that's what you can do with it and it gives a breakdown of the important aspects that are in the synistry chart if i didn't have this new guy's synistry chart i would not have known that he has a fear of love with that Venus in opposition to Pluto in Libra. I wouldn't have known that. I also wouldn't have known that we have a lot of similar placements. So we experience the same things or similar. This is something that comes along with the soulmate. Your soulmate could be 15 years younger than you. Your soulmate could be 10 years younger than, older than you. And y'all will still have very similar or the same experiences. This is an indicator that the person is your soulmate. So I thank you guys for spending an hour with me. Don't forget to press the follow button so that anytime I do a needle, um, a needle chart, <laughs> anytime I do a podcast, you will be notified um, of my podcast. There's also a link attached to the podcast that will take you over to my website. If not, you can find me on Pinterest and put in the search bar astrology for Christians, and you will be able to get access to that link that would take you over to um, my website. You can take a look around, find my blog. Everything is on that one link on Pinterest, okay? All right, you guys. Until next time, Shalom.